Do you feel worthy of enlightenment? Or do you sometimes have doubt about your potential to realize it? Maybe you feel as if your spiritual practice is imperfect enough. Well, today in this episode of the Spiritual Awakening Show, I want to share some ideas and some stories with the intention of giving you some encouragement to move beyond your doubt, to move beyond your unworthiness, and to realize that just like all of the other spiritual masters of the past and the present, you too are fully capable of realizing your own enlightenment. So this is a clip from one of my in-person meetings on the theme of taking enlightenment off the pedestal. Enjoy. To have a life as a human being is a pretty rare opportunity. We could have come into this life as a billion other things, but we're here as human beings. What's even more rare is to come into this life as a human being with a spiritual inclination, with an interest in spiritual transformation, in knowing yourself, in finding peace. What's even more rare is actually to be a human being with a spiritual interest at this time on the planet. The reason for that is because we have access to a measurable amount of resources to support our spiritual development. We're fortunate enough to be able to benefit from the teachings from throughout history, from all around the world. So it would be wise to make the most of this opportunity that we have to really commit to our path with the intention of developing spiritually, of doing our best to overcome suffering, to know real peace. And so today I want to speak about some of the goals of the spiritual path, enlightenment, self-realization, liberation. And I want to speak about it in a way that we can bring it a little bit more closer to us, within reach. For many, we have an idea of enlightenment, for example, being exclusively an attainment of the Buddha. Well, the truth is that we are all fully capable of realizing enlightenment, especially in this life, considering, like I mentioned, the resources and support that we have. Self-realization, which within the context of what I'm speaking about is synonymous with enlightenment, it's not just for the yogis that practiced yoga thousands of years ago. Self-realization is something that we can experience in this life. We can follow the path of yoga and 
reach its goal, which is self-realization, union with the divine. We can know ourselves. And so it's very important that we actually consider this possibility when engaging in spiritual practices, not just participating in spiritual things, you know, a little bit of yoga, a little bit of meditation, without actually considering that these practices that we're engaging in could very well lead to liberation, self-realization, enlightenment. So my invitation is for you to really consider your potential, to examine the mental blocks that you may have to realizing that potential, such as in a, a feeling of unworthiness, of not me, not in this life, for whatever reason, sometimes we have certain limitations that come up. One of the biggest roadblocks on the path is actually the unworthiness of attaining the goal. Just by dropping that unworthiness and considering, hey, yeah, maybe it is possible for me in this life to really be free from suffering, to really know myself, to have a genuine spiritual awakening. Just by dropping the unworthiness or the doubt, that alone can really propel you very, very far on your path. And so this unworthiness comes actually as a little bit of a clever plan by the mind or the ego to hold awakening, to hold enlightenment away from itself. So the mind says, I, I, I'm not able to attain that because on some level the mind knows that it will go through a transformation upon that attainment and it's afraid of that transformation and so it says not for me not in this life maybe for the buddha but not for me and this is the way that we self-sabotage the fact is that we all have the potential to really awaken the buddha said himself that we all have buddha nature what he attained, we too can attain. There are people alive today, many of them, who are living Buddhas. They may not necessarily follow the path of Buddhism. They may not necessarily follow any path at all, but they do exist. And if they could realize their true self, their true nature and embody it, there's no reason that any of us can't as well. And so... When we meditate, it's important that we really sit with an intention to just go one step beyond just you know, feeling a little bit of peace, relieving stress. Really set the intention that maybe by, in every meditation or every mindful moment, maybe you're making a little bit of progress towards enlightenment itself. When we think of spiritual masters, we tend to put them up into a very high place where they're up there and we're down here. And in doing so, like I said, it's a clever way of our, our mind to put the attainment out of reach so that we don't have to really strive for it. When we think of some of the great spiritual masters throughout history, they themselves were human beings just like us. We think of Jesus as a yogi, 
I don't necessarily mean that he was practicing a formal path of yoga or that he was doing a downward dog. He was a man that attained union with the divine. He knew himself to be not separate from God. As a human being. In his final moments, when he was dying on the cross, he revealed something very interesting when he said, Father, why have you forsaken me? When he said that, he revealed that he felt abandoned. So even though throughout his life he was a spiritual master who knew he was one with the divine, a yogi, in his final moments he had a moment where he felt abandoned. It reveals his humanity. So if Jesus can feel abandoned, there's no reason that with your emotional hang-ups, the things that you're still working on, the things that keep you human, There's no reason that enlightenment, spiritual mastery, self-realization, union with the divine is off limits for you. It's, It's absolutely not. Freedom from suffering, really being at peace, is attainable. All spiritual masters have said this. And what happens for some reason is the masses tend to put that person up Praise them, forgetting that they too have the same potential. You may have a meditative practice already, and at times you may have the intention to bring that meditative awareness with you throughout the day. Being mindful, being in the moment, being present, right? Because we all know that by practicing mindfulness, we live fully in the moment, we can really bring our attention to what's happening, we can be appreciative, we can really relate properly in our relationships. And then sometimes we slip up. And that's okay too. Once a time where the Buddha was giving a talk to a group of his disciples, and a fly had landed on his knee. And so he swatted the fly away, and continued talking. A few moments later, that same fly landed on his knee again. And this time, the Buddha slowly, with total awareness, waved his hand towards his knee, towards the fly. And as he approached the fly, the fly flew away, and still he continued to move his hand in that direction. And so his disciples said, why are you moving like that? The fly is gone. And the Buddha said, well, the first time that the fly landed, I reacted impulsively, unconsciously. It was a moment where I lacked mindfulness. It was just a reaction. So the second time that the fly landed, to deepen my practice, I moved with total mindfulness. This is the Buddha. 
So there's two lessons in this story. Of course, the surface level is you bring mindfulness to all actions. This is the Buddha did. Even the smallest actions like, you know, swatting a fly. The deeper message is that even the Buddha has permission to have a moment where his mindfulness and his practice experiences a lapse. Even he too can have a moment where he reacts without mindfulness. So if the Buddha is able to have a moment where he can act unconsciously, so can you. And that's not a hindrance towards your enlightenment. So there's no need to beat yourself up when you find yourself in moments where you're not fully engaging in the moment with mindfulness, with consciousness. There's no reason to say, oh, this is too far, too far away from me. Enlightenment's way too far off. I'm not mindful enough. You don't need a perfect practice to attain enlightenment. Even the Buddhist practice wasn't perfect. Maybe near perfect, sure. That's why he's praised as one of the greatest masters of all time. But even in the story, it's revealed that his practice wasn't 100% perfect. So we can be a little easy on ourselves, on our paths, when we're practicing. We don't need to hold ourselves up to this perfect standards or even give up altogether. All it's very attainable in this life to realize our enlightenment.